0: Let's just open up in a word of prayer and ask the Lord to bless our time together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much just for your goodness to us. We thank you for your loving kindness and the way that you have shown your love to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, what a great God you are. We thank you for sending Jesus. We thank you that he was willing to endure so much for a people like us. Father, it is truly an amazing thing, and I pray for each and every one of us that our hearts would be moved as we consider Christ's great love for us. Lord, may you just give us hope in the midst of living in a fallen and broken world. Help us to never forget that you are working in the lives of your people. So, Lord, help us to persevere. Give us strength. Help us to fix our eyes on Christ and help us to live for him. We ask this in his precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, this evening, I want to talk with you about hope. And you know what? If we were to stop and think about it, the Bible really, this book right here is a book about hope within its pages. We see many good and reliable reasons for our having hope. Christians should be the most hopeful people. In all of the world. So I'd ask that you would turn with me right now as we take a look at Romans chapter 15 verse 4. And we can begin to take a look at the hope that we have in Christ and in His Word This is what the Word of God says, and I'm not going to read the entirety of it, but just we're going to break it down tonight and we're going to take a look at different pieces of it. Starting off, it says, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. Get that. Whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. So all throughout the pages of Scripture, we find God coming to the aid of His people. We see Him at various times coming and helping His people. No matter how bleak the situation looked, no matter how bad the situation looks, the pages of Scriptures help us to see that God always comes to aid His people. And we have this, this great witness before us in the, in the Bible to be able to come back and to be hopeful because we see how God works time and time again in the lives of His people. And according to Romans fifteen four, these accounts are written down in order to instruct us. We have every account in the Bible so that you and I can be taught something about the power and the grace of God. And it's there. We just need to make sure that we turn there and we look at it. So this evening, I want to challenge each and every one of you that is sitting here to commit to memory two little words. And these are two little words that can bring an immeasurable amount of hope and comfort even in the midst of some of life's most difficult and challenging circumstances. So even if you're not very good at memorizing Scripture, memorize these two words with me. Here they are. But God. All right. you think you can memorize that? Even those of us that are a little scriptural memory challenged here. Okay, but God. That's what I want you to walk away with tonight. Memorizing that part of Scripture. Let me explain the significance of these words. You see, Abraham had no son. But God gave him a son in his old age. Joseph was thrown into a pit. He was made a slave. He was falsely accused. He was thrown in jail. And he was seemingly forgotten. But God raised him up to become the second in command throughout all of Egypt, thus preserving his people. The Hebrew boys were being killed in Egypt, but God preserved the life of Moses and through him led the Israelites out from bondage. The Israelites were trapped between the Red Sea and the Egyptian army, but God parted the Red Sea and allowed the Israelites to cross over On dry land. You see, there was no food in the wilderness for God's people. But God provided manna from heaven. Quail in vast quantities and water from a rock. King Saul sought to kill David. But God protected David and raised him up to become the beloved king of Israel. You and I were dead in our trespasses and sins. But God made us alive together with Christ by His grace. You see, in the pages of Scripture, there are times when things look bleak. There are times when the obstacles seem so big, so enormous that there's, there's no way to overcome them. The opposing forces are too strong. They are, they are too uh, beyond us. And yet in these times... Those two simple little words need to help us to keep our hope where it belongs. But God, we need to let those two little words take over and and make a seemingly impossible situation possible. Because time and time again, we see God coming to the aid of His people at a time when everything seems lost, at a time when it all looks hopeless only to see God rescue and deliver them from the impossible. You see, God's faithfulness to His people is demonstrated through every but-God encounter that is seen and recorded in the pages of Scripture. Each of these but-God encounters is meant to give us hope in the one who continues to overcome the impossible. So as you and I stand before the various obstacles that come to us in this life, and they will come, brothers and sisters... God's Word is there reminding us of of who He is and how nothing, nothing is impossible with Him. You see, it's God's Word that is meant to help us to endure whatever difficulty we might be facing, whatever challenge we might find ourselves in. God's Word gives us hope. Knowing that the same God who brought Abraham, His son, the same God who delivered the Israelites from captivity. The same God who watched over David. The same God who stepped down out of heaven to save you from your sin. This same God is here willing and able to do the impossible for those who are willing to trust Him. And you know, the Word of God helps us to remember that. It's been given to instruct us. Going back to Romans 15.4, but reading a little farther, it says this, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance... Now, we all know perseverance to some degree. It basically means that we are to stick to something that it's kind of not quitting. Perseverance means that you you kind of keep going on. You, you get through it even though it's difficult, even though it's a challenge. And the writer of Hebrews talks about perseverance he says this he says therefore since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance with perseverance the race that is set before us you know this idea of endurance or perseverance is something that we can all relate to is it not how many of you in here can can walk good that's good that's a good start now What would happen if, you know, you started learning how to walk and, you know, you just kind of gave up because the first step you took, a little rough, you kind of fell and, you know, you kind of landed right on your bottom and it didn't feel very good. You know, you kind of just said, oh man, I'm a failure at this walking. I can't quite get it down. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop right there. Right? I mean, none of us did that. I mean, we weren't consciously thinking this through, but we persevered, right? We were able to get to the point to where we were able to persevere and endure the struggle and the trial. And because we kept on trying to walk, because we kept on trying to go after it, because we didn't quit, even though it was hard and it was difficult, we eventually get to the point to where we were able to walk. And not only walk, but run. Some of us faster than others, Right? But this can spill over into all kinds of areas of life. Musical instruments. How many of you can play a musical instrument? Same thing, right? I mean, as parents, just think of that first painful note that you listened to as your kids were learning to to play an instrument. Think about that 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 screeching noise on the violin or that that wrong key on the piano. That just you you, you kind of. I mean, for me, it made me think, oh, no, no, my kids got my musical talent. Poor kids, they're not going to be able to get anything out of it. You know, but what happens is they, they persevere. They keep going on. They keep working at it. They don't quit. And eventually, what begins to happen? It actually starts to sound like a song. It actually starts to sound somewhat decent. And before long, they are actually playing that instrument. I mean, this can apply to any area in life, can it not? You you have to you have to work hard at something. You have to persevere. You have to endure. You have to keep going on. And if we don't, then we're never going to get to where it is that God's trying to to take us. I mean, how many of you have ever seen the movie Facing the Giants? You guys seen that movie? I I, I like that movie. I like football, but but also one of the main characters is named Brock. So I really I <laughs> it's probably my favorite part of the movie is you know. <laughs> guy's name's Brock. I don't see that very often. so. But in that movie, there's, there's a great scene that kind of helps us with this perseverance and this endurance thing, right? I mean, the coach is trying to get a point across to his players. He's trying to kind of motivate them to keep going on, to kind of get them out from this mediocrity into doing something wonderful. And he, and he takes this player who's got just an incredible amount of athletic ability. Of course, his name's Brock, but we won't go... <laughs> You know he's got all of this ability, but he doesn't push himself. He kind of just takes the easy way out. And finally, the coach wants to do something to to challenge him, and so he he gets this guy to put a blindfold on and to crawl on his hands and feet without letting his knees touch at all, all the way to see how far he can get. And he and he takes he puts the blindfold on because he doesn't want him to to quit. When he sees that he's gotten so far, you know, once he gets to the 20-yard line or the 30-yard line, he might say, you know what, that's as far as I can go. I'm going to stop. So he blindfolds him. Now, the other challenging part of it is he puts another player on his back, but that's a whole other story. But the whole idea is he's, he's trying to push this guy to go as far as he can, and he, he wants to block out all of those things that, that might make him quit. So he puts his blindfold on, and he challenges him to keep on going, and, and the player starts off, and he and 's going and he 's going strong pretty soon his arms and his legs they 're just burning, they are just burning, and everything inside of him is saying, "Quit, just just stop give give up it, it 's too much for you it 's too great an obstacle just go ahead and quit you 've done good enough, just just leave it at that but the coach. The coach is, is yelling at him, and he keeps pushing him. He, he's calling to him to go a little further, to not quit, just a little more, just a little more, just a little more. And finally, what happens is the player makes it all the way across the football field. And you know what? If we were to stop and think about it, the Bible, really in a lot of ways, acts as that coach did. It's shouting out to you and me, it's saying, hey, don't quit. God's got it. He's he's in control. I know it's hard. I know it hurts. I know it's painful. I know you want to quit. I know you want to stop. But don't stop. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. Keep pushing. Keep persevering. Keep enduring. The same God who took care of the Israelites that we see in the pages of Scripture is the same God that is working today in your life, giving you the grace and the mercy to keep going on. And the Bible helps us to be able to see that. It encourages us. It shouts to us, keep going. Look at what God has done in the lives of his people. Look at what God has done through ordinary people. How he's just done incredible things. Look at God's faithfulness. Look at his kindness. Look at how great a God we have. The Bible screams to us, keep going. You can do it. The Bible reminds us that God is faithful. And the more you and I understand God's faithfulness, the more we'll be able to endure and to hold up, even in the midst of great difficulties. The Bible helps us to look beyond our difficult circumstances. It shows us the impossible things that God has made possible. Things that would not ever happen, but God. But God. It helps us to persevere and to endure. Continuing along in Romans fifteen four in its entirety, it says this. It says, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. See, this is what it really comes down to. As we turn to the Scriptures, we get great hope. We find great hope. The Bible offers us hope in our most trying and difficult times. If you've placed your faith in the, in the work and person of Jesus Christ, I mean, just listen to what the promises that, are, that are, await you and, and are given to you now as they appear in Romans chapter 8 alone. I mean, this is just in one chapter of the Bible, but listen. Romans eight one says this, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ, Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. All things. Romans 8.31 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? And Romans 8.38-39, For I am convinced. But neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. These passages and many others like them are meant to bring you hope. The Bible is a book that offers hope so no matter what may happen to you no matter what you have to endure let me challenge you to come back to God's word let me challenge you to open it up let me challenge you to read what God promises to his children let me promise you to remember what a great God we have and what he can do in the lives of somebody who is willing to trust him and obey him Brothers and sisters, life is hard. Living in a fallen world is challenging. But God is able to bring you past that. God is able to bring you past your circumstances and to give you a future and a hope. He's able to sustain you. He's able to strengthen you. He's able to change you and to make you the person that He's calling you to be. The Bible offers us great hope. You and I need to be a people of great hope. Our church right now is in the midst of a difficult time. Financials, very tough. But God, right? But God can take care of this tomorrow if he wanted to. This is the God we serve. And we don't always know what tomorrow is going to bring. But we do know that there's a good God that will carry us through it. A God that is capable of doing far more than you and I could ever dream or imagine. And he's calling us to trust him. He's calling us to follow him. He's calling us to find our hope in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Scripture points us to that. Let's be a people who embrace that. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth that it contains. We thank you for the hope that is ours in Christ. Lord, may you just continue to stir the hearts of your people. May you help Calvary Bible Church to be a church that has great hope in our great God. We thank you for all of the examples that we find in Scripture. We thank you for all the the words that teach us and instruct us and remind us to keep pressing on, to never quit, to keep fixing our eyes on Christ. We thank you that you are a God who is so faithful. Help us to be a, a people that are faithful and trusting in you. Lord, may you encourage this congregation. May you give us great hope. And may we experience those but God moments as we cling to you and trust you. We ask this in Christ's precious name. Amen.